0: Our Bible is open to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to do some teaching tonight and we're going to continue off of Sunday morning. And I want to give you a verse real quick to start off with and we're going to work backwards. There are some key things that the church has to contend for. Not that everything's not important, but there are some key things as believers we have to contend for. And we've been talking about, we were talking about how 2,000 years removed from Christ re- resurrecting from the dead, we have to continue to pass the torch on to the next generation. And everything we have today is because somebody has, has stood the ground and, and said, this is what the Bible says, and they, and they didn't preach it like trail mix. They just grabbed it all, amen, and, and, and took all the word of God. And so I want to I tell you that one of those things is the rapture. The return of Jesus Christ for his church. That's something we have to contend for and preach and talk about a lot. Another one is us being faithful with the things God has given us as we just did offering. That's something that a lot of churches don't talk about, don't teach on, don't preach, don't don't mention. Another one is uh, healing. That we should believe today that God still heals. Amen. And that He, he can heal anybody at any time in any situation. And, and, the, and another one, and this is not mean that, that anything's more important than the other. And the other one is this right here, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is an, a, a topic that is so important to our walk and to our faith, but the devil wants to fight it. The, I, I have seen so clearly that when you begin to talk about this, many times over the past uh, of years of ministry, I would preach on this and I would just see... Uh, the demons manifest and get mad in people's lives that were seeking uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And and the enemy would attack because he knows, the devil knows, how powerful it is that a person be full of the Holy Spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit and walking in the power of God. Amen? It's not a salvation thing. It's not about being saved or not. It, It has nothing to do with us being saved. It's salvation comes through Christ and the cross. But we, we picked up Sunday talking about what was next after Easter and what did Jesus tell his disciples. And he told his disciples to go and wait for the promise. And so then we fast forward real quick and I'm going to digress in this in a second. And I'm not going to stay in 1 Corinthians 14, but I want you to see something. And I guess I should get there myself. I thought I had it open. I want you to see something that Paul says. He says in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14, look what Paul says here. I wish you all spoke with what? Tongues. But even more, that you prophesied. Okay? And then he, he goes on to say other things, and, I'm, and I, tonight's not the moment. I want st- to stay focused on that. But I want you to see the statement that Paul is making. I wish that you all spoke with tongues. When he says all, that means everybody. Okay, And so it, it, is, it is something that Paul is telling us we should have. This is, this is ahead of the game. This is way beyond Acts chapter 2. This is now a Corinthian church. And the reason I'm saying this is because how many of you had some kind of, just some kind of church background? Just had something growing up, just something, something, a little bit. Okay, So I'd say maybe a third to a half had some kind of, of church background. And then inside of that one-third to a half of you that has some kind of church background, uh, you either uh, were taught for or against exactly what I'm talking about tonight, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of God in our lives. And, and, and uh, I was just even reading an article today that they were talking about how the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit, listen to this, the power of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit ended in first in Acts chapter 10. Not even at the end of the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 10. It ended right there. And that, 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 that speaking in tongues and the power of the Holy Spirit and all those things aren't for today. They, that it died with the apostles. And there's teaching on. There's people that teach that. And it is not the truth. It is not what the whole Bible says. It is not the full gospel. Amen. It, it, is, it is the devil's scheme to have a church that is powerless. And a church that does not know how to defeat the enemy, a church that does not know how to walk in the full power of God, and it's it's the enemy's plan to get us to think, I don't need that. I'm just going to leave them alone over there. I'll, I'll let them be saved, but I don't want them to be overcomers. I don't want them to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want them to be used. I don't want them to convince anybody to believe in Jesus. And they'll they'll just kind of he'll just kind of let us let us be over there. But there's a church the Bible says that needs to stand on God's word and say we're going to believe what God's word says, no matter what everybody else says, no matter what what time it is, no matter what year it is, no matter what fads have come and gone. The Bible says, yet yeah, He's the same yesterday, today. And forever. Amen. Now the reason I started off that there with Paul in 1 Corinthians is he makes a statement. I wish that you would all speak with tongues. And, and so it's forever. Now we're going to go back to Acts chapter 2 if you would. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go through this really quickly. Now if you're here and you've heard me teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, i got some good news for you tonight. You're going to learn something new. Because this is something that needs to be preached on consistently. I can't just preach on this once and then go two or three years and not preach on it again. I can't just preach on the rapture every once in a while. I can't just preach on finances every once in a while. I can't just preach on miracles every once in a while. These are things we have to contend for and continue to preach so that we get it. And then when new people begin to come in, they get it. And when other people, oh, they get it. So no one stays behind. No one's missing out on the fullness of God. Can you imagine if I asked you tonight if, if I was going to give you anything? If, how, who, how many of you, except for food maybe because you're watching your weight, would say, I just want half of that? I just want a little bit. Everybody wants everything they can get out of something. Amen. Someone's going to give you something, you want all of it. If you're in your right mind. Why would you not want the fullness of God? Why would you not want everything God has for you? And so, Is that a good enough background so far? To pick up right here in Acts chapter 2. Sunday morning, if you remember, we ended with them in the the day of Pentecost. And they were in that room all together in one accord, one mind, one spirit. And the Bible says the the, the Spirit of God flew into that place like a mighty rushing wind. And and the Bible says the Spirit of God fell upon them all like like tongues of cloven fire. And then the Bible says that they began to all speak in tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. And then the Bible says they walked out of that place and began to preach the gospel. Amen. And I mentioned to you that Peter uh, said in that, in that moment that he was, the Bible says he was bold. Amen. There was something different about Peter than before he went into that upper room. How many were here for that? That same Peter who denied Jesus three times. Walks out with a boldness and preaches. And I want to pick up in his message. And so what he begins to give you an idea, he begins to preach and he basically begins to preach kind of a, 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 res, a, a, a res, resumen, that's Spanish, um, resumen, what is that in English? Resume, that, 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 that's not what I'm, that's, that's kind of sort of, uh, uh, continue now, uh, kind of a background or, 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 or telling the story again, huh? No, oh Lord, it's bad when you can't get it in Spanish. It's okay. It, it, he's, he's basically saying everything that happened from Moses on. He's, he's kind of telling everything that happened over. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. Okay? But it's not a continuation. It's, a, it's, it's going back over what's been done. It's not a continuation. It's a recap, recap, recap. You speak Spanish. You should have told me that a long time ago. Okay. Okay. Recap. There you go. Recap. He begins to do a recap of everything that's going on. And then he gets to this point where we're going to pick up. It's bad when you can't get any language to work. We should have just said it in tongues. Amen. 2nd sorry, Acts chapter 2. Now watch this. He's preaching. He does the recap. And he says this is is what happened in the book of Joel. This is what the book of Joel prophesied would happen. We're fulfilling that. And then we get down around verse 33. And he talks about Jesus rising from the dead and everything. And then he gets to 33. He says, therefore, being exalted. So this is where we left off. Let me say this real quick. This is where we left off. Remember, I said, what happens after Easter? What was the last thing I mentioned Jesus did? He ascended into heaven. Right? He ascended into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. That's where he's been for the last 2,000 years. Doing what? Interceding for us. Praying for us. So watch what Peter says right here therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the what? Somebody shout out that name, the what? The promise of the Holy Spirit. He poured out this, now this is very interesting, this which you now see and hear. 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 Okay, I'm going to go slow on this because I want you to grab this. I was actually going over this again this afternoon, and I think this part here, it always blows me away when I read something that maybe I did a long time This is something I haven't haven't preached on, on this particular thing. So I love when it gives me something new. So, all of you heard me preach on it, you just got something new. Watch this. First of all, we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I wish that you would all speak with tongues. Why do we talk about tongues? Why, do, why is tongues so important? Why, why, I mentioned to you Sunday, people think that's weird. Yet if I were to begin to speak in Spanish, it, it would seem weird to you because you don't understand that language. If, the, if a Nigerian or an African or, or, or another Italian or something was being spoken, it would sound weird to you, but it's a language. We have languages all around the world. And so why is it weird that when we pray, we have a language? That's not weird. We just, the devil makes it weird. And so the reason we're talking about tongues is this reason. Because I believe, biblically, there's an evidence of when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's an evidence. How would you know you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit if something doesn't happen that shows you I've got it? Are you with me? Some people say, I've, got, I've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If they don't have evidence, how do you, in any court of law, you have to have evidence for something to be a fact. And so we see here, this is interesting, that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, I wish that you would all speak with in other tongues. Now before I forget this, let me throw this in here. What's the, what's the, what was the great commission? What did Jesus say in Mark 16? He said, all those that are going to go out in my name, he said, these signs will follow all those who believe. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak new tongues. In my name, they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. If they drink anything deadly, it won't hurt them. Okay, so he says, he says, for the Great Commission, in Mark 16, same as Matthew 28, he says, when they go, these are things that are going to accompany believers. They're gonna, that's why I just said we have to contend for miracles. And so we're talking about tongues, and you say, why tongues? Because tongues is evidence that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. If you don't believe this is true, look. let's read that verse again. Look at 33. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. Let me throw this in real quick. Remember, the promise came from Luke 24, 49. We read that Sunday morning. And Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The mention of the promise. The promise is what? The Holy Spirit. Okay? Different from when they get saved. Different from the encounter of salvation with Jesus Christ. Because if he's telling his disciples, go wait for the promise in the upper room, and they're already saved, that means there's something distinct from their salvation that they need to be able to pass this, this powerful uh, gospel on. So watch what it says. He poured out this which you now see and what? Hear. Hear. What were they hearing? What were they hearing? They were hearing people speak in other tongues. How did they know that there was something going on? Everybody was there from all over the world, the Bible says, and they began to hear their language being spoken. Now, some people have made that a doctrine and believe or teach that when you speak in tongues, you speak in another language. That's not necessarily biblical. It doesn't mean you can't. I've heard of stories. There are stories where where, where that has happened, and I'm not going to go that direction tonight for time. But it just means at that moment, the reason that they were hearing uh, their language was because God was showing his power and that these people who were uneducated men and women were speaking a language that there's, can you imagine if, if, if you just all of a sudden God hit you and you were talking to someone in a supermarket and they were from, from, from the Congo and you just started speaking Lingala to them? I think they might believe you know Jesus. I've heard those stories. They began to speak in tongues, and that person hears their language being spoken. And so everybody began to hear. So they heard and saw something different about these people. So we see there there's an evidence. Okay, How many are with me so far? And we saw that in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when it said they were all together in one place, and tongues of fire fell, and they all spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so then here, here's what's important. Then they might say, okay, well, that was for them. That was for them. That was the beginning of the gospel. They needed it then, and, and 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 that's why God poured it out. And so there's what a lot of people teach. But watch what he says in the next couple of verses. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip over to uh, down a little further. We're gonna go 36, 37, and then we're gonna go to 38. They get cut to the heart, and Peter says to them, You need to repent, and you need to be, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's baptism in water for the remission of sins. And watch this. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So he says, you've believed, you repent, you get baptized in water, and then, and then you, re- you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is the key right here, verse 39. For the promise, and here we see that word again, the promise... Is to you, and to the people who go through the Book of Acts. It's for you guys for the next eight chapters. It's for you until you all die. What does it say? It's to you, to your children, and to to who? To who are a fa- I think that might be us. We're all far off from where they were preaching this gospel right there. Yeah. All far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So my question is: If it ends in the book of Acts, did the call of God end? No. Did salvation end? No. no. You can't pick and choose what ends and what doesn't. Right. You can't say salvation continues, grace continues. But miracles cease, power of the Holy Spirit ceases, this ceases, that ceases. No, if it says it, then it's for everybody, and it's forever. Are you all with me? Have we made that clear? So we see here a promise, a fact that this is a promise for everyone who believes. Okay? And then now, here we see something very important. We begin to see the book of Acts begin to to go forth. And we begin to see them begin to preach. We go on to see in in Acts chapter 9 that Saul gets converted to Christ and he believes. And then without going into that tonight, in chapter 9, you can read it later, he is baptized in the Holy Spirit and he receives the Holy Spirit. And then I want to pick up in Acts chapter 10, if you'd go over there with me real quick. Sorry, Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. This actually happens before Saul's conversion. Give me an amen when you get over to 8. Saul is actually persecuting the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you something in Acts chapter 8. They're preaching Christ in Samaria in verses 4 to 8 and then verse 9. We see that a sorcerer named Simon, a man heavily involved in witchcraft, gets saved. And then we see as he gets saved that they begin to preach in Samaria And people, let's pick up in verse 14. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. What had they received? What had they received there in verse 14? The word of God. If they had received the word of God, what's the word of God? Salvation, Jesus, the cross, the gospel. They had received all that. And then verse 15. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the what? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Now watch this. For as yet he had not had fallen upon none of them. See the see the word fallen upon? Let me stop right there for just a second. This is important for we continue to read. This is something that takes place in our lives after salvation. That we seek and ask for And then it comes upon us. Do you remember when we read on Sunday that Jesus breathed into them? When we get saved, the Spirit of God comes into us. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it comes upon you. It's totally different, it's distinct. They're going into Samaria, and as they get into Samaria, the Word of God is being preached. And as they're hearing the word of God and they're being saved, then we see here in this house that they prayed for them. They they said, we need you to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's important. You need this. They were doing the same thing I'm doing right now. You need this. Didn't say they weren't saved. Said, you need this. We're going to pray for you to get the Holy Spirit. And it says, but he had not yet fallen on any of them. And look what it says there. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Again, that's baptism in water. And look what happens. Then they laid hands on them. And what happened? They received the Holy Spirit. Now here's another interesting thing. This sounds like Acts chapter 2. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of, hand, of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Now, not to go on and read that for waste of time. He, he, he is wanting uh, to do what they did. He offers money and all this. It's, he, his heart's wrong and all that. But my point here is, is that, once again, Simon sees some kind of evidence that these people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. If we don't have a physical evidence... Of speaking in tongues. If we don't have something that affirms that we've received it. How, do, how would Simon have known they got something? He saw it. He saw the manifestation in their lives. And, 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 and they began to speak in tongues. It does not mention that here. But it mentions all these other verses. And I'm going to show you another one in a second. How many are with me so far? Amen. That this is, this is God showing us. And, and again, this goes back to Jesus. Why would we not want what Jesus said we need? Why would we not want that? Now, again, I'm teaching you this tonight because I understand that people uh, have been taught many, many things, and and I've given the example. And I'm going to throw this one out real quick tonight. Several times, but this is one just particular that I remember just recently in the last few years when we first moved here. It was one like this in Costa Rica as well? Uh, we had someone in our church that was helping us build the church from the very beginning and serving, and we would go to prayer meetings, and we would pray, and, and I would be praying as I do, sometimes in English, sometimes in the Spirit, sometimes, you know, in tongues, and, and, and after a while, this man came up to me in our church, and he said, you have something I don't have. He's a believer. Love God, but he said, you got something I don't have. What? Why? Why? Why do you pray different than me? That was his question. And I immediately knew what he was talking about. And that's not the first time. Same thing happened to me in our ministry in Costa Rica. I I said, I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's what you need. I taught him about it. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But what what I'm saying is he saw something in me. So it's not just what he heard. But he saw something that I had that he did not have. Which is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And so today, we have a lot of churches that don't want to talk about this for some reason, and, and I, I kind of get it, and I'm not going to get into that reason tonight. There's lots of reasons, but it would be easy just to pass that over and preach something else, but that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to be powerless. The devil doesn't want us to walk in the fullness of God. He just wants us to show up and, sh- and, sh- and leave and not be changed. He doesn't want us to change anybody at our jobs. He doesn't want us to have anything inside of us that people want. He just wants it to be religion. He just wants it to be just as we go, whatever. There's a reason why this is fought so much. There's a reason why Jesus said we needed it. Couldn't Jesus Jesus have just given given us everything we needed right at once? Yeah, he could have, but he didn't. He didn't choose to do it that way. Because there's something that God likes about us seeking him. Seeking him. Okay? Now let's go over to Acts chapter 10. I'm going to give you two more places, and then we're going to pray tonight. And I believe some people are going to receive the Holy Spirit. I, believe, I, I, want, I want every single person in this church to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. I, I don't want anybody not to have this. I want our entire church to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't want anybody to be left out on this. Amen. I want everybody to have this. Everybody. And we're going to keep preaching it until everybody has it. And then when everybody has it, we're going to keep preaching it for the new people that are going to come in that don't have it. And when they get it, we're going to keep preaching it so that we keep getting refilled with it. And we're never going to let it go until Jesus comes back because it's going to make us strong and make us full of the Holy Spirit and give us discernment and give us wisdom and let the gifts of the Holy Spirit flow through us. And people are going to change, not because of us, but because of the Spirit that is inside of us, that is different. Acts chapter 10. Saul gets saved. In 9, he gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. And now we're going to pick up in the household of Cornelius in verse 34. Peter has a vision. How many know about that? I'm not going to go into that tonight. He has a vision that Gentiles can be saved. He meets Cornelius in 34, and it says he opens his mouth, and he says, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. And so he begins to preach there in that house of Cornelius, 36, 37, 38, 39. says we're all witnesses of these things. And, and, and again, we're, we're seeing the gospel continuing here, and they're preaching the gospel. And then it gets down. As he keeps preaching, he's doing again. He's doing, Now I can remember the word. He's doing a recap as well. Again. He's, he's telling them all. So a lot of times when we hear this repetition, don't get mad. It's in the Bible. They, they kept going over with the things. They made make sure they got it. So it gives a recap, and then watch what happens in verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard his word. Here we see it again the word upon. And it says, Those of the circumcision who believed, these are the Jews, they were astonished. All those that came with Peter that were Jews, they were astonished. He says, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. You know what you are tonight? You know what I am tonight? Unless you were born of a Jewish descent, you are a Gentile. Some of you are going to go home knowing you're something. You didn't know that, but you're a Gentile. You're either a Jew or you're a Gentile. Right? We're Gentiles. Now watch this. Go back, to 40, go back to the end of 45. It says the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. And how did they know? How, where was the evidence that they'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit? What does 46 said? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, this is funny. I love this part. It's one of my favorite parts in the New Testament. God just messes everybody's order up. Because you think you're supposed to get saved, and then i got to get water baptized. And if I ain't been water baptized, I can't take communion. And if I haven't taken communion, I can't get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And i got to get this order down. God says, let me just mess their hair up real quick. (laughs) Let me just mess their hair up real quick. Because they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then they said, can anybody forbid these people to be baptized in water who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? I love it when God mixes it up on them. We try to get this order going on like it's got to happen this way. And God says, let me just baptize them in the Holy Spirit first. Then baptize them later, water. Let me just show them it's not about the ABC. It's about the heart being released unto God and totally submitted to the, to the Lord and him having everything he wants in our lives, including our tongues. Okay? How many are with me? So it says, "Can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have?" And what was the evidence in verse forty-six? They heard them speak with tongues. There was tongues in Acts chapter eight. There was tongues in Acts chapter two. There was tongues in in, in, in uh, the verse one. There was tongues in First Corinthians fourteen. He said, "You will speak in, uh, in other tongues." Um, in in Joel, he says they're going to prophesy. They're going to speak another. That this has been it's, it's something that's showing in evidence. It's something that happens that that sanctifies. I said that Sunday morning. This wicked tongue of ours that curses, that lies, that cheats, that steals not steals uh, um, per, uh, gossips all the things that the tongue does. He, he sanctifies it with baptizing us in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Now I want to end in Acts nineteen. Sometimes when I have preached this, I've gone the other way around. But this, this, is, this is the most clear, evident, evidence of this. Because now, how many know it, did, it wasn't one day to the next that they wrote 11 chapters in the book of Acts? Or, or nine, nine chapters. It took time. Time was happening. Now, they were in, can anybody tell me the last place they were, Cornelius, I think I said it. Somebody, if, if you know it, shout it out wherever they were with Cornelius. The last, one, last place we heard was Samaria. And then I'm trying to remember where Cornelius lived. Ephesus. Well, Paul, 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 Saul's on the road to Damascus. And then they're in Joppa in verse in, in 36 of 9. And then they're in Caesarea. There it is. They're in Caesarea, okay? But we're going to go to Ephesus. Okay, so this is a whole different city. Now, even if we were to walk to Sanger, how many know it's going to take some time to walk to Sanger? Walk to a different city, walk to a different region. Now they're going to Ephesus. So time has passed, and it says in verse 1, and I'm going to close with this. And it happened. While Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some what? What is a disciple? That's the middle part of our reach, teach, send. You're not born a disciple. I preached a message at conference once. Disciples are not born. They're made. You're not born a disciple. When you're born again, you're not even a disciple. Are you all with me? A disciple is something you become by becoming more like Christ. And so it's not just a Christian Disciple means they understood the word of God. They were, they were disciplined. They had, had received the word enough to be called disciples there. okay. So there's some time that has passed. And then he says, watch this. He greets them, walks up and says, hey, how you doing? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit since you believed? Didn't even say, hi, how you doing? He, he, he was so emphatic that, that, they, that they knew about the Holy Spirit that he just went and straight asked them that. Look, look what verse 2 says. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit, watch this, when you believed? When you believed. And they said what unfortunately many people around the world in churches today would say. We have not even so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. We have not even heard of the, who. who what are you talking about? What, what is the Holy Spirit? So that means, what happened? They got the gospel there. They preached Jesus to them. They preached salvation to them. They preached water baptism to them. But they did what they did. trail mix. Let's leave the Holy Ghost out, because this might offend somebody. I don't know if they, this tongue thing's kind of weird, so we're not going to tell them that. Somewhere along the way, the Holy Spirit didn't get there. Not that the Holy Spirit didn't want to go. The Holy Spirit can't go without us, because He uses us. We're the vessel. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're the one that passes the word on. So he says, have you, have you gotten it since you believed? And that should be our question. Have I gotten it since I believed? Now watch this. Let's finish here. He says, and he says, then, then, then what were you baptized into? They said into John's baptism. What's John's baptism? Water. And then Paul said, the words of Jesus. John, indeed baptized with the baptism of Of repentance, saying to the people they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had, watch this, laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they what? Spoke with other tongues and prophesied. Clear evidence. It's so important to Paul that he doesn't even greet him. Now, he might have greeted him, but biblically, he just says, have you got the Holy Spirit since you believed? And that should be the question we ask each other. That should be the question I ask myself. Am I baptized in the Holy Spirit? And then you ask yourself this, how would I know? How would I know? Well, there's got to be an evidence it has got to be a way to know I've been baptized. I knew when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that I'd been filled because I began to speak in other tongues. And it wasn't something that I made up. So we're going to pray in just a moment. And I want to to ask Brian if he would. I was thinking about him today, and he's just one example of somebody who was raised in church. I just want him to give a 30-second, come on up, minute, whatever, just a quick, just his own thought. Okay, right before before he says it, just because I want, I, I believe there's some people in here that have some preconceived ideas. You've got questions, you've got doubts, you've got, I don't know what your thoughts are. But I hope after this message, you understand it is for you. It is for your children. It is for all who are far off. So I want him to say what his thoughts were when he first heard it, when he first heard me preach on it. And I wanted to just say, kind of, just quickly, how he how it progressed to where he got it. He he's baptized in the Holy Spirit. He speaks in tongues, but he had never heard that. So just tell them what 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 happened with you. So, wait, make sure it's on. Okay. Sorry. I didn't unmute it, Chris. That's my bad. Okay. My bad. <laughs>
1: So we were in a church service and pastor was preaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is after I got saved. So I started seeing God do a lot of things in my life. And something about me felt like, okay, this is true, even though I've never heard about it. The church I grew up in never spoke about it. I was even surprised it was even in the Bible. And um, something about me felt like, well, everything I've seen in this place, how much I've grown spiritually. It has to be true, but I didn't feel like it was something for me because part of me was still like, this is this is still too weird. I'm, I'm just getting used to clapping, so I, I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to get used to speaking in other tongues and things like that. So it's one of those things like Pastor told us to pray about it. So I prayed about it a little bit, and then I kind of moved on. And you know, that it was kind of one of those prayers that you know you're supposed to pray about something, but you don't really want it. So months passed nothing happened didn't even think about it anymore and uh, we had a men's discipleship and um it ended up somehow guys couldn't make it, it end up being me pastor and pastor dylan and he just went through everything in the bible about the baptism of the holy spirit and it started to make more sense and and i and i actually wanted it instead of just in one ear out the other i'm happy just being saved so i prayed and and that night I felt like something was, was coming out, and I said a little bit, but it was still like, ah, that could just be me, and I, and I just continued to pray. I even fasted a little bit, saying, God, put a situation together where I know that this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I'm speaking in tongues, and it's real. So uh, it was after a Wednesday night service. Uh, I went to Walmart to buy something, and on my way out, I saw a lady with a sign, and she had a young child that was saying they just got uh, evicted and any money could help. So I went to the car, I gave them some money and I I went back to my car after and I started praying. And as I started praying, it just started coming out and flowing and flowing and flowing and going (laughs) to where I knew this was God. And without it, there was a lot of different personal situations I was going on in my life. And even though I was already saved, but it was stressful, things would bother me. And once I got filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the Holy Spirit, those things didn't bother me anymore. Amen. And I could tell that there was more of a, a boldness, more of a power, and there's nothing that anybody could tell me that it's not real or that it stopped existing in Acts 2, 10 or whatever chapter they want to pick. So um, it's definitely something if you contend for it and you truly want it, God will give it to you.
0: So, Amen. 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 Let's stand tonight. Father we thank you for your presence tonight in this place and Father as I was walking around today just praying your Holy Spirit is in this place and and you're here you're you're walking these aisles and God we're we're not we're not trying to perform we're not trying to act we're not trying to do something we're not trying to make something happen or manifest something but God your word says that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for us and our children and all who are far off, all those that believe. And, Lord, we don't want anybody. Paul said, I wish that you would all speak in tongues. And, Father, tonight we pray that we would be a church that's baptized in the Holy Spirit, that walks in the fullness and the power of God. And I know there are some people here tonight that maybe have never heard about this till tonight. There are some people here tonight that have heard about it. And, and, and they've kind of been desiring it, but just like Brian said, they're not really sure. There's some others that are convinced they want it and need it and they just haven't got it yet. And I just pray tonight, Jesus, that you would do what you did in the book of Acts and you would prove yourself real once again tonight. I can't give it to them. I can't do anything tonight. It's not my power, but it's yours. And I know the spirit of expectancy in this place tonight. And I know, Lord, as I said on Sunday, Father, we have, to, we have to come and open ourselves up to you. We have to come and open our mouths. We have to begin to pray. We have to begin to ask. We have to be that open vessel that just receives God. Because every time we see in the Bible about the baptism, it says, you came upon them, Father. It comes upon us, Father. And we just ask that you would come upon us tonight as we go into this altar call, Father. And I know that your Holy Spirit is here right now. It's evident. It's real. And as we're going to pray in just a moment, I want to make sure that everyone's saved here tonight. I want to make sure that you're born again. I want to make sure that if you passed into eternity tonight, you'd go to heaven. If you've never said the sinner's prayer, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I want you just to say, Pastor, would you pray for me tonight? I want to be saved. I want to know that my name's in the Lamb's book of life. If that's you, just put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. I want to make sure you know Jesus. Don't, don't, don't go pass into eternity tonight. Tomorrow's not promised tomorrow is not promised, it's not a membership thing, it's not a, it's not a how many times have you come thing, it's a do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and He rose from the dead and when you die you will live because of Him. If you've never said that prayer, if you've never confessed with your mouth, if you've never made a public confession of your faith, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I want you to lift your hand high and say pray, pray for me please, that's me, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. If everybody here is saved tonight, amen, we're going to say a prayer. It's not, it's not about embarrassing somebody, but I, I've said this before, if you don't make a public confession of your faith in a church, how will you ever make a public confession of your faith outside? These are, this is family tonight. So if you raised your hand and you meant that, maybe you didn't raise your hand, But you know you need to make a decision tonight. I know how that was 25 years ago. I knew it was my night. I knew I had to change. I knew I had to give my life to the Lord. Just step out of your seat real quick and come pray with me right now. I'm going to wait just five seconds and I'm going to move on. If you're not sure, just come. Just come down here and say that prayer. Just come and say, Jesus, I I need a Savior tonight. I need salvation tonight. I need to give my life to the Lord tonight amen amen Dwayne if you'll lead him in a prayer please if everybody would just begin to pray especially if you have already been baptized in the Holy Spirit I'm going I'm to do a little bit different than I usually do tonight this is again isn't to embarrass anybody but I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman he will not force himself on you if you want him tonight he wants to fill you but he's not going to force himself on you he comes in like a gentleman he comes in as a comforter he's a comforter And so tonight if my words through the bible have spoken to you and you realize I, I don't have that or you're not sure and you want it just step out of your seat and come down to this altar right now I'm going to pray for you I want you to stand across the front I'm going to wait just a few minutes I can't make you come, I can't make you want it but if it's here for you it's here for you I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm just being obedient. Just come and just stand here and we're going to pray for you. And I believe that God's going to fill you tonight from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I'm going to wait just a few minutes. What did they say? And What did Paul say? Have you received since you believed? They said, no, we don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. And then the Bible says, Paul laid his hands on them and they began to speak in other tongues. I don't have it to give to you tonight. God has it. I don't have it, but it's here. It's here. Amen. Come on, buddy. Amen. Come on. The Bible says, they who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled shall be filled. That uh, there's nothing the devil fights more than this. I'm telling you, there's nothing the devil fights more than this. All all you that are going to pray for somebody, that's good. I just want you to pray though. I don't want you to say anything to them. I just want you to pray in a moment with them. I want you to agree with them, amen? Joely, would you come stand behind Veronica? Marissa, behind her, please. This is just support. I don't don't want you to speak any word. We we just need to pray for them in a second, okay? You got a couple behind you too. We're just gonna pray and lay our hands on you. Oh, Oh, the devil don't want you to have this. He wants you to stay just kind of going through, just like Brian was, just where Brian was. I I know I need it, but I don't don't want something weird to happen. This is what the the church doesn't contend for anymore. It changes people, transforms people, gives us a power that we need tonight. I'm going to say one more prayer, and then they're going to begin to sing. As we begin to pray... When I begin to when I when I begin to pray I want you all over this place to pray with me I want you to extend your hands I have to believe if you're back there that you've got the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues I want you to pray with me I want you to pray with me back there I want you to agree with me back there okay that, that, that everybody here is going to get filled with the Holy Spirit tonight and as you begin to pray,